friends, it is Kathy, and I'm so blessed to be able to be speaking to you today, this week prior to Easter, or the weeks leading up to Easter, as some of us are celebrating Lent and trying to teach these little warriors that we're raising for the next generation the truths of the gospel, the importance, and the enormity of Easter and what that means. And so what I want to do today is give you some fresh perspective, maybe some unique ideas, totally not all of mine, of course, but some share some ways that we can celebrate the Easter story with our kids that's going to just bring joy and hopefully bring some new traditions to light in your life and in your family. So grab a pen and let's do this thing. Hey friends, and if we're not friends yet, I hope we soon will be. I'm Kathy Lanham, host of the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm a wife, mom to five, and a grandma, which is my best role yet. I'm a former teacher of the deaf, an ampro photographer, and a business leader. And if you're a Christian who needs some encouragement and wants to grow in their faith, then I hope that you will take the time to stick around because you never know what I'll be teaching on or sharing or who I'll interview over here with life hacks, with business tips and tricks, and some faith building built in. I hope that you'll grab your coffee, maybe a pen and a pad of paper as we begin today's episode. Well, there's always a tension between How much time does the Easter bunny and Easter eggs get versus the Easter story and the true meaning of Easter? And as our kids were coming up, I tried very diligently to separate the two, explaining that the truth of Easter was the resurrection of Jesus. That was the reason that we celebrated Easter, that Jesus left heaven at Christmas and came to be born. And that was a huge party and a celebration. But the purpose for that was our redemption. So that was leading up to the Easter story. So truly in Christendom, Easter is the most important milestone, I think, because all of salvation hinges on it. It's what makes us different from every other religion in the world. So if you don't know that, let's get that in your toolbox that you know that you know that the reason Easter is so important because Jesus did something no other person has ever done. No other religious figure or leader has ever been raised from the dead. The tomb is empty. And that's what we celebrate in Easter. So as we share and teach these incredible truths to our kids, let's make sure that we keep the main thing the main thing. And if we bring the Easter bunny and our Easter eggs and our Easter hunts, that we do that as a fun way just to celebrate and have fun, but we make that very clear that that's the fun part. So as we look at celebrating Easter with the kids, I've got some great ideas and I'm so excited. Y'all, Pinterest and TikTok and Facebook Reels and Instagram Reels are just full of these fabulous ideas that keep popping up. So I don't even know how to begin to give credit. Some of these ideas I'm going to share we did long, long ago, so that whoever gave me that idea has long since probably passed into eternity. But some of the ideas are new, so I'm going to share just a few of these because there's so many new ways to mix up these fun things. You may be wondering where to find the Easter story. So remember that we have a whole week leading up to Easter, the days before Easter. So those can all be found in Matthew 27. You can piece these Gospels together. John 16 through 19, Luke 19 through 24, Luke 23, and then other significant passages like John 10, 10. So there's different verses in different places that we can find 
parts of the Easter story. I want to give you some ideas. One is how about as an Easter centerpiece, you have a Easter basket, but not an Easter basket that the kids are going to open, but one in which as you tell the Easter story or as you talk about different parts, each day you add a different element. So for example, in this basket, you're going to line it with purple cloth because Jesus is royal. As you tell the Palm Sunday story, maybe have a figurine of a little donkey, some palm branches, and you put that in. And that's part of the story. You just tell that part. And then when you tell about the Last Supper, put in some bread and put in a wine glass. You can tell the significance of the bread and the wine and how Jesus washed their feet. So maybe put a washcloth or a small towel in your basket. Each day as you tell another piece or another part of the story, you add items to your basket. Then you would do have a little bag with 30 nickels and dimes to represent the 30 pieces of silver that Judas took to betray Jesus, some rope for when they were um, when they bound Jesus and took him before Pontius Pilate. How about a small dagger or sword to represent when Peter cut off the servant's ear in the garden? Or a little rooster because the rooster crowed three times, just like Jesus said it would. Some nails, thorns from a Nandina bush work great, but you can make um, have a little thorn crown. Some dice for when some dice to represent soldiers rolling dice for Jesus's robe, a purple robe actually. How about a, a stick or a rod to represent the staff that they beat him with, and a sponge, a little piece of a sponge because that's how they gave Jesus the vinegar to drink while he was on the cross and he was thirsty. A rock to indicate the tomb that was sealed. And then of course you could have some spices in there for when they anointed Jesus's body. So you had all of these elements and then. On Friday, you're going to cover that whole basket for the three days. You're going to cover your basket with a black ball. You don't do anything. Disciples were hiding. They were scared. You don't do anything with your basket. And then on Easter morning, you take the black cloth away and you take all of the elements of the story out of the basket so that it's completely empty, showing that the tomb is empty. He is not there. He is risen. So that's just a fun all week long very visual in front of them word picture, if you will. It's a it's a reminder. It's a story that takes them through the story where they can actually see what's happening. Now, another way to do that, this is something that we did years ago. You can make resurrection cookies. Now, these are best done the night before. So on Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, you would make these. And you've already talked about the story. You've already discussed it. So they know the basic outline. So with these resurrection cookies, it only takes a few little ingredients. It takes pecan pecans, egg whites, vinegar, sugar, and a pinch of salt. That's it. And if you have a nut allergy, then you would use little chocolate chips, mini chocolate chips. You're going to preheat your oven, and you can look this up. I'm sure there's a ton of recipes on Google, but you're going to get your ingredients together, and you put your pecans in a plastic bag, and then you're going to let the kids beat those up with a wooden spoon and break them into small pieces. Of course, that's going to then parallel to the story that you've already told them. It's when Jesus was arrested and the Roman soldiers were beating him. So that's that part's in um, John 19, 1 to 3. And then how about if you have them smell the vinegar? Because the vinegar's, of course, it's sour. It's white vinegar. And that's what Jesus, or that's what he was offered to drink when he was on the cross. So that's also in John 19. You're going to pour that in the bowl, and then you're going to add your egg whites. Now, eggs in this little recipe, they're going to represent life. And by giving his life, then Jesus gave us eternal life. So that's in John 10, 10, and 11. 
and then give everybody a little bit of the salt and let them taste it. And that's going to represent the salty tears, those bitter tears that the disciples cried because they were forsaken, they thought. And it's also the bitterness of our sin and why Jesus had to die. So you put that in your bowl and then you're going to add a cup of sugar. And the sugar represents the sweet part of the story. And that is that because we couldn't pay the price for our sins, Jesus had to. He had to come and die and pay the price for our sins. That's the sweet part. He did all of that because he loves us. And so when you put that in the bowl, then you're going to beat that for like 10 or 12 minutes. You're going to make it into a meringue. You know, everybody knows what meringue looks like. It's going to have these white peaks. And the white, tell your kiddos that the white represents purity in God's eyes. And that's what happens when God cleanses our heart from sin. And so now you take your, you've got this bowl of white meringue. You're going to fold in your nuts. So now it's going to look like the rock, the rocky hillside where Jesus was buried. And then take out a little um, ice cream scoop or a cookie scoop and you're going to do little mounds and you're going to place them on the cookie sheet that's lined with tinfoil. Now we're going to put that in your preheated oven and turn the oven off. Then you're going to let the kids take masking tape or scotch tape and you're going to seal the oven up just like the tomb being sealed. And now they're sad because the we made cookies and we don't get to eat them. That's just like what happened with the disciples. They were sad. It was sealed up. There was nothing they can do. But then on Easter morning, you're going to take the tape off and they get up, give them a cookie. What's happened is, is that meringue has hollowed out on the inside. So when they take a bite, it's hollow, just like the tomb was empty. They went back and Jesus was not there. So that's just a fun little way that you can share the gospel story. Now, there's another side to this that you could do before because those have to cook overnight. So that kind of has that fun of discovering it in the morning. So maybe the day before or on Friday when you're talking about the resurrection. Another fun thing to do to demonstrate this whole resurrection are resurrection rolls. Now, this takes a little bit of a different twist. You're going to bake these and then eat them immediately. But you're going to have some crescent rolls and you're going to mash those crescent rolls out flat. Then take a marshmallow. That's going to represent Jesus and his and his body. He was the perfect sacrifice. You dip it in melted butter and then you're going to roll it in your cinnamon sugar. So that cinnamon sugar are your spices. So as you anoint Jesus's body, prepare him to go into the tomb. Then you put him on the crescent roll and then you seal that crescent roll up. You seal the tomb. Then you're going to bake those little rolls just like whatever it calls for on the recipe of the crescent rolls. When they come out and they're cooled, What's going to have happened, you've guessed it, the marshmallow has melted away. He is not there. But the sweet roll, that sweet tomb, has been turned into our salvation. So that's joyous. We have a sweet fellowship with the Lord when we accept him into our hearts and he forgives us for our sins. We have fellowship because he is not in the tomb. He's not in the grave. He is risen. And we can all say he is risen indeed. Which brings me to the next thing, baking with our kids on this Easter to have a fun way to share the Easter story is to, if you are a baker or have a bread machine, you can do this. You make yeast bread for all of your neighbors. Wrap it up and with a little card, you'll just put he is risen. And then under that, he is risen indeed. Because that's the way that the early church used to greet each other. And that's how they would identify themselves as believers. You would say to one another, he is risen. And then the answer is, he is risen indeed. So as you go knock on your neighbor's doors, you can just say, happy Easter, he is risen. And if they don't know to answer, he is risen indeed, you can say, and so we've brought you some yeast rolls. He is risen indeed. And you can just share that, the loaves of bread, yeast rolls. You could do the same thing with flowers to represent the resurrection. You could make little bouquets and have the kids draw cards. But either way, you're sharing the hope of life with your 
friends and neighbors, and that's a fun little way. Other ideas that we have. Um, on the fun side, another fun idea that we used to do is you can get resurrection eggs. You can actually get these on Amazon or um, Christian book distributors. You can buy these resurrection eggs, which does the same thing as the basket on your table. There are little animals or tokens inside each of the eggs that tell the story. You can do a similar thing with your own plastic eggs. You can put pieces or scripture of the Easter story in the eggs. And then as the kids find them, you bring them all back together and then you piece together a great sequencing activity. You're going to sequence the events in order. So that's, that's a fun thing. Then we would also make our own bunny cake. Bunny cakes are super simple. You take two round cake pans. The first pan that's round, leave it alone. That's going to be your bunny's face. The second cake pan, you're going to cut off two bunny ears, one from the left and one to the right. Basically, it looks like a baseball. You're going to cut out two arcs so that you have two ear shapes. And then that metal shape, super fun, that becomes the bow tie for your bunny. So you're going to have to picture this, draw it out if you don't know what I'm talking about. So then you position on, a, on an aluminum foil board or a great big cooking pan. You put your bunny's face you attach his ears, and then you put his little bow tie. You can cover him with white frosting, then top that with coconut. Use gumballs, Skittles, whatever you would like, different colored icings, little Twizzlers, and you can make whiskers. It makes for a super fun bunny cake to celebrate the season. Now, some fun ideas that are new and different. You can make, do you know you can make Rice crispy treats using peeps? How fun is that? You take your peeps, and you line them out in different colors. You cover them with your Rice Krispies. You add butter on top, bake them in the oven for just a few minutes, and then you have these multicolored Peeps Rice Krispie treats. Super fun. You can also do Peeps s'mores. You can go make s'mores with Peeps if you have a fire pit. I would have loved to have done this one with my kids. A fun way, if you haven't seen this, I think I saw this on a Facebook story, is you can dye your Easter eggs with shaving cream. You take your pan you fill it full of shaving cream, and then you add your food coloring all along. Stir it up, mix it up with a spoon, let the kids zip it in, and then very carefully put your hard-boiled eggs in the shaving cream. Then you're going to turn them over so they're fully coated. Bring them out, lay them on, a again, an aluminum foil-lined pan, let them dry, then rinse them off, and you have beautifully colored eggs. So that was just a fun one. Another thing that is a great idea, this is like the Christmas ornament idea that I've shared with you before. Do one each year, and then you give them to your kids when they get married, is to have your own Easter egg tree. You're going to start off small, and you're going to get wooden eggs from any craft store. You get wooden eggs and acrylic paints, and you're going to seal those up, so you need some kind of of spray sealant. And when you start it out, when your kids are little, they're going to decorate these eggs with the paints. And of course, it looks like a young child's art project. But then it's so cool to see how their styles and their abilities and their ideas to decorate those eggs change as you go through the years. And it solidifies. It's just a cool little tradition that solidifies the Easter story for them as you talk about it, as you paint your eggs. Now, because Easter is all about resurrection and new life, you can also do a plethora of things like plant your plants or plant a tree every Easter or do something for someone else planting a tree or you could plant. Another idea that I just would suggest if there is a sunrise service in your area, that is a great way to take your kids and to introduce them to Easter in a different way. It's not just church on Sunday, 
but these are normally held outdoors and you see the sunrise. It's usually chilly, but it just gives a whole different solemnity and sacredness to Easter when you have that sunrise service. And it's a bonus if that church is offering a breakfast afterwards. I used to love that. Easter was my favorite service because of the sunrise service and it was just so neat and so different. And then of course, I'm gonna encourage you, don't get all bent out of shape about making sure everybody matches and looks peachy peachy perfect and have a Pinterest perfect photo. I will encourage you, coordinate as best you can, but take the photo. Somebody's going to be crying. Somebody's going to be disgruntled. Somebody's going to have had too much sugar. Take the pictures anyway, because those make for the best memories to look back and cherish and laugh about. Oh yeah, this was the year that so-and-so did such and such. So let me just encourage you to take those pictures, remember and celebrate with your family. And most of all, make sure as you're raising these little princess warriors and these little warriors that they're valiant in the faith and they know that they know what they're defending, the truth of the gospel and the truth that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him, and he's given us that great gift of salvation when he conquered death and rose from the grave. Y'all, I hope your Easter is just so blessed and so full of the goodness of the Lord that you can hardly stand yourself. Take care, and until next time, this is Kathy. Hey guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.